Hi friends, this is so cool. Listen, I just received a message from my friend Tayana, who actually was on the podcast. She was a guest here for the Awakening Transformation episode number 21. And Tayana is, oh, she's amazing. She has played such a beautiful role in my life. She is my Reiki master teacher. And she also was the beautiful being who led me through my very first series of past life regressions. And she's offering a past life regression certification live online from May 6th to the 7th and then the 20th to the 21st. They have early bird options available and you can also save an extra $50 if you book through the link on amysikarski.com. Tayana will be teaching with Scott Fitzgerald de Tamble and Scott is a clinical hypnotherapist from Southern California. He specializes in past life regression and the life between life spiritual regression. For the past 22 years, he's dedicated himself to guiding thousands of clients to a deeper understanding of their eternal soul and their current life's missions. So he's a trainer of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, but he's also contributed to many books, including the Newton Institute books, Memories of the Afterlife and Wisdom of the Souls. So this is a beautiful opportunity and we're offering a special for our spirit and soul healing family here where you can receive an extra $50 off if you book through my website. I will put the link below in show notes and you can head over to the spirit and soul healing podcast.com or amysikarski.com for more information. Hi, beautiful. This is Amy, and welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing a conversation that I had on Instagram Live with my friend Teresa Wynn. And this was such a great topic and conversation on trust. Um, I really loved some of the key shares that she brought through and there's some great information and resources here to help you on your healing journey and I also feel that you'll find it to be inspirational. So I've been in the process of transferring audio into podcast and some of the recording just didn't turn out the best so please excuse any glitches we'll say. <laughs> And I hope you enjoy this highlighted live. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysikarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. Hi everyone, welcome to the live and welcome to the replay. I'm Amy. We'll just let everyone join. Hi. 
<laughs> we'll let everybody join. Welcome. I'm Amy Sikarski, and today I've invited my friend Teresa Wynn on. We were thinking about doing a live. We always visit and talk offline. <laughs> it's like, let's uh, come on for community conversation and see how things are going. So today we're going to talk about trust. It's been a theme that's come up a lot lately. And then we will also talk about, um, we'll kind of see where the flow goes. So any questions that you all have on what's going on in the collective. So if everybody that's joining until Teresa pops on, <laughs> I, I'm looking for her request. Uh, if you all want to share where you're at, where you're currently located, Teresa and I are both here in Texas right now. So <laughs> it's getting a little late, but not too late really. Um, let's see. Okay. So I'm waiting for her. Hi, Nadia. Hi, love. How are you? Welcome. Welcome. We'll probably be doing some readings today too. So some Q and A and, uh, for sure chatting about the topic of trust and giving some updates, what we're seeing in the collective. So she'll share a little bit more about herself, but Teresa and I are both nurses and energy therapists. So we work in the field of healing with um, the community. And so we get to kind of see what some of the themes are and what's been coming up lately. Oh, there she is. <laughs> oh gosh, girl. <laughs> there you go. Okay. You were scrolling on by. Here she comes. All right. We'll let it connect. Oh, here, here you go. <laughs> Hi. Um, so hello, all my Dallas people and everyone from Texas. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm a nurse by background, and um, I'm an energy healer. I'm also a speaker. I uh, work primarily with the archangels and the dragon realm, as well as my ancestors. Um, let's see what else can I tell you I am a mom to two teenagers and I've been married to my husband for over 18 no 17 years now um you know I am just like you all normal people who are trying to figure out um how to go through this journey um with more ease and grace and um learning about myself every single day um, I'm no more special than you are. You know, we're all, all on the same, all in the same place for different reasons. But I think that um, there's also a lot of power, and I think you know this too. And that's why you are all are here with us. That there is power in a group and in a community. So one of my biggest. Um, desires is creating community, whether that's um, in-person community here or online communities, places where people feel safe to express and be themselves and also safe to discover who they are. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's so beautiful. Definitely, you do a beautiful job working with community and one-on-one -on -one and helping through those sticky situations <laughs> that we we can sometimes <laughs> find coming up or that we stumble into. So yeah, and so you were mentioning, we were chatting a minute earlier about trust and that that whole topic and theme that you've been 
having experiences with that with yourself and have you also seen that with your community and clients too? For people that I work with is they're trying to figure out like how to trust their own um, decisions and um, their own feelings because they have been in the pattern of always asking for people's opinions. And when you ask like five or six people for their opinions, you don't even realize like what your own thoughts are anymore. And you start to question, you know, is this person right? Or should I be doing this? Am I thinking, you know, am I going the wrong direction? If, if I'm not listening to, you know, Joan Johnson, because she is so successful and she's done so many things and she's gone through all these experiences. Um, and sometimes we don't realize that we are completely giving away like our power when we um, decide that somebody else's mm -hmm. um, opinions are better than ours, are wiser than ours, are um, have more have more um, relevance than ours, and. I think that um, so many people are not used to not asking for somebody else's opinion or feedback and truly just trusting like what they're telling themselves. And it's scary to do that. You know, it's scary to break out of that pattern of, um, you know, keeping everyone else's thoughts and opinions. And even though sometimes it may come from a place of, of love, um, how do we separate that so that we're not um, being influenced by all the noise that's outside, so that we can hear what our higher self is telling us and what our soul is telling us to do. And so that's one of the biggest challenges I, I find in, when working with groups of people is they're mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I can't, I don't trust myself, you know, I don't, I don't know when it's real or they feel something, they're like, I don't know if it's mine. You know, I don't know if it's my feelings. Yeah. I don't know if it's my frustrations. I don't know if it's my stress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Oh my gosh, I resonate with so much of that. <laughs> Especially that mental chatter and all the opinions and being really sensitive and, you know, empathic and also the work that we do it feels to me more uh, intense because then I feel the emotion and the thought forms stay in my energy field and then I have to, you know, clear it and really get back to, okay, you know, the whole part about asking for opinions is nice, but sometimes if we over ask and then it just builds up and it builds up and like you said, you lose yourself and your own energy within it. So then we have to clear, um, yeah, I mean, I would say I feel like I've gone through so many experiences with this that now I, I kind of, what I'll do is I'll figure out exactly how I'm feeling about it, right? And then maybe ask one or two people that are close in my life or somebody that maybe had a similar experience what they would do in the situation. And I find when we phrase it and we word it that way, you know, well, if it were me, I would. It allows me a moment to see a potential possibility in a different timeline so a different way of going but the energy doesn't come at me like they're telling me you should do this so it helps to create a buffer so that I'm not then carrying that 
um, that frequency, whether, like you said, it's usually in love. I mean, we don't, we usually don't ask people for advice that we don't trust, (laughs) but there's a way that we could word it. So if this were you, what would you do kind of a thing? And that also as an empath softens the energy. So it doesn't come in like a, like a dart, like just boom, right into our energy field. Um, so do you recently have something that you worked through, like um, an experience of why you're, everything comes up for a reason, right? And we definitely grow through those. Before I um, stepped into, you know, becoming an energy healer or, or learning anything about the spiritual world, I was always just, some people call it impulsive. To me, it was like, I just go with like whatever comes, you know, taking risks and and doing it anyway and figuring it out. And I always knew like if it was scary that I had to do it because mm-hmm. it was almost like that fear was telling me to do it as much as I was resisting. It was a sign to actually move forward with it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I didn't realize it was my intuition to me. It was just like, oh, I'm just, I like to take risks. And then when I started understanding a little bit more about how energy works and that we all have these clear gifts, I started to overanalyze and I'm like, oh, wait, you know, is that my intuition or maybe somebody else is telling me to do this. And so then I'd overthink and I'd, I'm already somebody who analyzes a lot. So, you know, it was really just making me so much more confused in terms of what I want to do. And so what I would end up doing is going to people like you, Amy, and being like, just tell me what to do. Just tell me because I'm confused now. <laughs> you know, I felt fine just making my own decisions. And then when I became aware of what I was actually, what was actually happening, suddenly I wasn't giving myself that, that acknowledgement that I was using these gifts that were natural. They don't feel different than who I am. I think that's like something else people think like that needs to happen when you start to use yeah. terms like clear gifts, things that maybe they've never heard of before, suddenly they think mm-hmm. it's something different. And so it needs to feel different. So then they don't own their character, these, these um, born characteristics, born gifts that they've had their whole lives. And um, they dismiss it because they're like, well, I don't feel that. When the whole time they have, it's just now we've put a label to it. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so I never trusted myself after yeah. that. I would just have to go yeah. like healers and, and mediums and, you know, intuitive coaches to get the answers. Cause I, I couldn't, I didn't have enough faith in myself. And then, and I was super confused about like everyone else's energy and just being very open at that point, not understanding how to, um, how to clear my energy field, um, like throughout the day how to um, discern, you know, whether this is mine or someone else's. Um, And so that was an additional layer, just being more sensitive than to the energies that were coming in. And so what did I do to, um, to put more confidence in my own knowing and trusting my own self is actually just doing it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But it was just like that aspect of not wanting to fail you know, because the old Teresa, she took all these risks and it seemed to be okay. But this other version of Teresa who now knows all these things, like, oh my God, what if I fail now? What if I do the wrong thing? So, so then I was like, okay, well, the only way to resolve this is just to do the dang thing. 
you know, and not ask anyone and see what happens. And it has to, for me, you know, because of those big risks that I took before, I had to also take those same big risks in order to feel that same confidence in, in my own power and to trust um, my own knowing. And so that's how I have, it's just my own personality that I dismiss those small steps. So I have to do the bigger thing, the scarier thing in order to break that pattern of relying on someone else and creating like this, almost like this list of evidence that these are all the things that I did that I thought was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I did it because I trusted myself. And now I have all this proof. So when it happens again, when I don't trust myself again, or when I get confused or I'm scared or whatever, I look at this list and I'm like, this is data, you know, like I can't argue that these didn't happen and that I didn't do this out of courage and, and out of trusting myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. So many things. I, I feel like, you know, gosh, just highlighting a couple of things through my experience with that is when you actually take the steps and you do it, you start to feel how your energy responds. So you start to intuitively understand what you resonate with and what you don't. And even though it might be a little scary and you might get the butterflies, it's okay because you know um, you would feel like, oh, I've done this before and it worked out beautifully. And so that's the same sensation, the same vibration. This is how my intuition is speaking to me. Or vice versa, you could have had something that you went forward with that you wish you wouldn't had. And now you're comparing how your energy feels. Is it similar or not? And so that can lead you towards your yes or your no, that's not for me. I don't resonate. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that, you know, taking um, opinions is can get overwhelming. Um, having a couple of people that you, maybe you, you know, talk to from time to time can be beneficial. But really ultimately comes down to you, your decision and going forward with something or not based on your own heart and mind, not feeling pressured to do something for the wrong reason um, or because somebody else, you know, which would be a wrong reason is encouraging you to do that. So I remember when I first started doing energy work in a more enhanced way, I was taking these really advanced classes. And back then, I think I gave my power away in a few times and I learned from it, but I would start to intuitively repair the field or move energy out of chakras and this kind of a thing. And I remember at the beginning, I would just say, I don't know how I know this, or I don't know my guides. I would always lean on my guides. My guides are showing me. And then as the course of time went by, I started to realize they're there, but it was me. Like I had a way I knew how to do that. Other lifetimes came in, but it's like, I know how to do this and I don't have to give my power over. And so even in the spiritual world, you know, it's like trust, trust in yourself, trust in your gifts, anything that you really feel called to do, or if it does make you a little nervous, then that's the sign. It's for me too. Like if I feel nervous, I'm like, there's a reason <laughs> that that energy's there. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> like we all have a spiritual team and I, I trust my team like a thousand percent, but they will suggest things that um, are always for your highest good. But you always, you know, have that choice whether or not you 
decide to um, take that action or make that decision. Um, and, and I see with people who are just beginning to understand and get to know their spiritual team that they are very re reliant on them when it really should be like, they're there as you know, like, you're the president, they are your cabinet, you know? So they are, they are consultants, they're yeah. your partners, but you don't, you don't have to do what they're, you know, nudging you or guiding you to do. If you're not ready for it, you're not ready for it. I don't know how many times I've heard, you know, or felt like this, like, come on, let's, let's go, let's do this. And I was like, no, I'm not ready yet. I just will not be ready until I'm ready. You know, <laughs> I even had a guide who was very persistent. And yeah, yeah. no matter what was said, or like the things that I felt, I was like, Nope, not doing it, not doing it. It's too scary for me. And you know, it I think it took me years <laughs> to finally get to the place where I'm like, Okay, yeah, I get it now. But it took me like two years, you know. Um, but I think that's important is that um, yeah. what you were saying, don't give your power away to anybody, not even your spiritual team. I mean, yeah, because yeah, because they're here to assist, <laughs> right. you, you know, and yes, they get they get, get to expand too, and they get to experience through through our experiences and through working with us. But um, I think people rely way too much on them. And also, sometimes there's like that aspect of worship when it really should just be a partnership, you know, like a, a buddy, you know, mm -hmm. like a best friend type of energy. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I get a little concerned about that yeah. um, when they're getting information from all, um, all these places, because people are so eager to learn once they're open and receptive to communicating with spirit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm thinking of so many things as you share this. I mean, I used to be really stubborn. <laughs> I used to be like, my way, I don't need any extra help, you know, like, I want to push through it and fumble through it and figure it out. And I, I got my first insight in that when I did it, I was in a um, past life hypnosis, and I saw myself before coming into the body. And I kind of told my guides, I've got this. Um, and then as I got into spirituality, I was like, oh, hi, you know, kind of connect with them, but still kind of did my own thing. And then I, I went through a phase where I was like, well, you're there. Let me ask your opinion, you know, and kind of go to it. But I always, I kind of felt like I was bordering. I, I had heard so many stories of people that gave their power away. In one of my classes I took, there was a case study about a woman who would wake up in the mornings and check with her pendulum about everything. And pendulum work, you know, you have to be so clean in the energy. And I was there. Because I wasn't taught not to be dependent on it. I was taught to use it as a tool, but I didn't realize that when I first started that I, I, I couldn't always just use it all the time. So with every single question, it was always like, tell me yes, tell me no. Is this yeah. a yes? Is this a no? You know? And I don't use it at all because I'm like, not that I'm codependent on it, but I just feel like I don't need it. Um, and I know that it's really useful and valuable for other people. Mm -hmm. Just me personally, I, I don't need it. That's so fascinating because I had taken a class and that was a part of the class. And so then when I was working, I'd already worked for years 
um, without pendulum at all, then I thought, oh, well, this is the way it's more efficient. This is how you're supposed to do it or whatever. So the one day when I went to use it in a session, I was looking around because I kept going from one pendulum to the other because they all broke. I went to use them and they broke on me. And I was like, okay, I got the message. And so then my guides were like, don't even like, why are you searching outside of yourself when you already know the answer? So that was a big wake up call. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, exactly. So they do, you know, they do give you guidance and we do get to test things out and, um, and, and also I think that's a part of our sovereignty in the relationship. Um, like you mentioned at the beginning, we live our life and they can be a sounding board. They can be our council. They can be our cabinet of um, as like a team, but they don't get to live our life for us. So yeah, so that's so interesting. Um, how, uh, let me think of why. I had this thought earlier I wanted to ask you, and I'm just trying to figure out, I can feel all the energy behind it. <laughs> so I'm like figuring what's the best way to ask. Um, could you share for us a couple of the ways how your body responds when you trust yourself versus like maybe if you didn't, you know, because there's so many ways of tuning into intuition. Belly and my heart. And so when I feel like um, it's, the right decision or that I'm not going to be in a place of, of fear, you know, like I'm not going to be put in a place of fear or anxiety or stress. If I make this decision, it's usually my belly is very relaxed. And I noticed that it is not, always, not always, you know, mm -hmm. constricted. Um, but I noticed that I can just, I can just like relax it without trying to, it's just, you ask, asking myself, you know, is this the right path for me? you know, right now, or is this for my highest good? Or am I going to be fully supported? If I make this decision, I always feel it in my belly, you know, but when it's not, then there's this heaviness there. And it's not always obvious. You know, I, I really have to tune into my body. And sometimes I have to close my eyes. And sometimes I have to like clear and I'm like, okay, too much energy around me. Okay. Okay. Just like, let's just breathe this out. And then we'll check in again. <laughs> But yeah, there's like this heaviness in my belly um, when it's not the right thing. And sometimes even then I don't listen because I want it so bad, you know. And um, and then there'll be mm -hmm. signs and synchronicities that show me that, okay, this is probably not the right thing right now, maybe later, or maybe this is, is never going to be something that's, that's meant for you, at least in this lifetime. Um, but those signs and synchronicities mm -hmm. are the things that um, I really have to stay open to when I'm making a really big decision and I'm ignoring, you know, that very subtle, like heaviness in my belly because I want it so bad. I'm very goal oriented and driven. So if I want something done, I want it done now. If I say I want it done in 30 days, that's when I'm going to get it done. <laughs> So when that timeline doesn't happen, um, I find myself um, pushing and making or manipulating, trying to make it happen versus just being like, okay, there's something better. This isn't meant for me right now, you know, and then just allowing myself to see the signs and following them moving forward. Um, did I answer your question? 
I feel like you did. I'm just feeling so much energy around. Like I'm, I'm feeling a lot of aha moments coming through for people that are here with us now and that will be listening in the, you know, in the future to the replay. And um, as I'm, as I'm feeling that, it's like I got the message too about alignment. It's all about perfect alignment. So yeah. you, you yeah. might be ready, but the people that you have a contract with in spirit, or those that are waiting for you might not be ready yet. And so if yeah. your your guides are like, hey, you've got the message, like you know the path, but you're going a little fast for those that you're here to support. And I think that's really important. That's a common frequency. It's a common experience for healers, way showers, the light workers that are here. We will get messages ahead of time for ourselves and community. And when it's for just ourselves, then okay, you know, we're only answering to the energy around our reality and our experience. But when we're there to support others or we're going to have that impact on others, you know, spirit, you feel it. You can tell when you're in alignment with the timing. And so sometimes I think that can be one of the most challenging things is to say, I know this is coming. This is my role. Can I, can I, you know, offer my my service now or this gift or whatever. And then spirits like you can try, but it's not going to land. <laughs> like, yeah. You can go forward, yeah. but you're going to be met with obstacle after obstacle. And so it is, yeah, mm-hmm. trial and error, you know, tell you how you feel that because some people will say there's that whole other way of it. That's more, I think like masculine energy of like pushing and, 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 going forward to make the achievements like of course if you if you don't put any effort in things won't happen but also you have to read the temperature like you have to feel the vibration of all the energy around the experience that you're looking to create and so as healers and um you know way showers are leaders and communities we have to consider that that whole dynamic i'm going to give you a good example of that you know because when i um was finally ready to be a public speaker i'm like okay i'm gonna be a public speaker and i want to get paid 10 figures a month and that was like the first week that i decided i was gonna be a public speaker and I, you, you guys i'm like i've never like trained or anything and in my mind i'm like i can do this like i could get paid you know five figures a month just to talk and i've never been trained to do this um and there's the reality of i mean you hear about people manifesting things all the time, right? But if there's a skill that you have to master <laughs> in order to create, you know, this future or this, or achieve this goal that you want, like you have to be also realistic about it, you know? Like, so it took me, you know, a few years, like I had to hire a speaking coach. I had to join a group to understand like how we market ourselves, um, how do, how do we create um, these talks and these slides, you know, just all the all the things that you need, the tools and the knowledge that you need to go into that specific field. And um, so of the, those people who are impatient like me, um, I know that you guys can resonate that it can't happen fast <laughs> enough. And like, I refuse to believe that I, I had to wait. If someone told me, like, Amy, if you told me that I it would be two years from now that I would then, you know, be a public speaker, I'd be so mad. <laughs> be like, no, two years is too long. You know, like I want to do it. I want to do it right now. But the, those skills have to be um, 
you know, we have to build those skills and we have to get better at it. And, and that's like with any skill. And sometimes I feel like, and I, I know I, I do this, but other people too, like we want to skip mm -hmm. and we want to take shortcuts and so many things in life you can't. When you take the shortcut, you end up missing out on mm -hmm. something or there's a piece missing and, and things break, you know, or you have this opportunity and it's short lived because you weren't, you weren't prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the, the energy is shifting on earth right now. So it's kind of flowing into what I keep hearing and feeling is heart-spaced awareness and the energy behind things. So maybe we could have full steam ahead in the past and made it work. And it could have, you know, been what we would call successful. But now I also feel like there's so much more than the surface level. You know, there's a lot of heart and soul. And some of these experiences and our own inner growth need that time to mature and for the energy to cultivate around it. And so, yeah, I love what you were sharing because think about everything that you got to acquire through experience in those two years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, contacts, opportunities, um, the skills, you know, essential tools, like you learn so much. Um, so absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's one of those things where it's like, we talk about trust and I feel like you already knew what you wanted. And so now it's trusting the process, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, it can be challenging, but <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so I'm seeing so many people join. Hi, everyone. And I saw a few questions, but they were way high up in the feed. If y'all have any questions for Teresa or myself about um, the topic of trust or anything you're going through, we're happy to share our experience. And um, yeah, Teresa, was anything else coming through for you that you wanted to share? you wanted to share you know just that people who seem to be coming to so for those of you who don't know amy and i are doing a retreat together in may mm -hmm. and i do retreats um frequently uh and the other theme is you know people are are scared to express that they actually believe in this I feel like in this day and time, I mean, we're free to express this because there's so many people who are open to it now. Mm -hmm. And yet it's like, there's still like this ancestral type of energy um, where people fear that they're going to be ridiculed or, you know, people are going to um, punish them in some way by maybe like disconnecting friendships or dismantling friendships, um, calling people crazy. Like I had this, um, I was with somebody, a group of people this weekend, and we were talking with a group of women. And this woman um, who has really grown in her spiritual um, evolution um, started sharing about some of her beliefs. And the whole table just like paused because nobody knew what to say. They thought it was just the weirdest thing, you know? And I kind of looked at her and I just put my hand um, on her leg and I told her, you know, those are some really great things that you shared. Because I felt like she felt that. She was like, oh my God, now everybody thinks I'm crazy. And um, 
people really fear the expression of being able to share those things that they believe and share those things that they're they're excited about and they don't feel like there's a safe place to do that and that was like the other thing i wanted to talk about i mean i don't know what the solution is but i think what you're doing amy with all the presence that you have online you know creating the space for people to participate at whatever level they feel safe with whether it's on a live or in the comments or sending you a message and stories whatever um they need someone to show them that it's okay to be brave and bravery looks like Amy. Amy's very <laughs> gentle, <laughs> you know. Like you have a, such a gentle, like um, nurturing energy. You know, it doesn't have to be like a he-man uh, type of. Um, like you don't have to portray yourself that way in order to express powerful things mm -hmm. um, that um, that also give other permission, other people permission to express those same types of things. And they can just be themselves by doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that um, that people are are looking for, and that we're finding is authenticity, being a real person. We all go through stuff, you know, and to pretend that we don't is totally a disservice. So we can have challenging times in life and successful times, and we can help each other through the challenging times and celebrate with each other's success. And so, yeah, I feel like just bringing that authenticity back, uh, especially on social media, you know, just like we're all human. <laughs> There's no need to pretend we're not. And, and actually like it's, it's been so interesting because a lot of past life energy has been coming up since the start of the year in sessions and in my own world. And it's like, man, I've lived so many different lifetimes of everything you can think of, like different genders, different ethnic backgrounds, different religion, culture, different economic statuses. And it's just like, wow, you know? So it's like, that's what life is. It's these experiences. Um, but I wanted to, um, to speak to that, what you were sharing with her and being able to support her so that she can trust her own experience and share that with her group. And um, Star Clan just asked a question about like trusting. How do you trust community and family um, that aren't really open to things? And it's so fascinating. He put that up and then you were sharing this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me see if I can scroll to it exactly without having anything freeze. Oh yeah. Um, he asks, how can we build a stronger trust foundation with family members with limited openness. So thank you, Norm. Um, I mean, I could talk a bit about that or do you have anything you want to share? I'll just say a couple of things about that is that um, they're on their own journey mm -hmm. um, and you're on yours. And so if you already know they're not open to hearing about it, there's no point in you sharing it, you know, because they're going to be confused or they're going to make you feel um, bad in some way, not intentionally, maybe, but they're just not ready to hear about all the growth you've been through and the evolution of, you know, how you, how you got here. I would just be like, love them where they're at because um, we can't force our ideas on other people. Like they're just not ready or they're just, they believe something else and, and that's totally fine. Yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful message. 
I, I agree because if they, if they haven't had an experience, they might not even know how to relate to it. And it just creates an uncomfortable energy. So I would say that's where you trust your intuition. Like, is now a good time to say this? Is this a good environment to share? And also you're honoring yourself. So that boundary, if you get a no, then that's a no. And you're really protecting your energy. And you're also helping the energy of the space in those moments so it doesn't feel awkward and then kind of veer off track. To the other side, when you find that you will be inspired and yeah, this person's open to this. And then you can trust the energy of the space to start sharing a little bit. And I would say like little breadcrumbs, you know, little morsels just to kind of test the water, see, <laughs> see if they're open to it or already, um, experienced it, you know, whatever the topic might be and how, and how you can go with that. Because we have to think like as light workers and the healers and the way showers that we are, I use these terms because I think they really describe what, you know, all of us embody that we go through our own healing and we acquire our gifts by activating them again and find that inner strength. And what's one of the purposes for that is to help others. So then when we go into that space, if we create a frequency that isn't supportive, then did we really help anybody? So yeah, but that's such a good topic. Norm, thank you for bringing that up. Um, Here's an, here's another one. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. This is Brittany. <laughs> um, working through this with friends and family now, accepting where we all are at and knowing we're on different paths. It took me some time to learn this. Yeah. The other thing yeah. too, what I found is mm-hmm. um, like my parents, for example, they, they don't really understand what I do. So I have to explain it in a way where they are like cool with it, you know, because they're diehard Catholics. They believe in angels they don't believe in dragons <laughs> so <laughs> so I have to tell them and this isn't a lie it's true um I'm just not sharing everything that the angels come to me during my dreams and share information and they are very open with that but if I told them that I was channeling dragons and you know spiritual team and they weren't all archangels I mean they would just think I was possessed by the devil Mm -hmm. um but I love my parents and I understand also where they're at and I'm not I'm okay that they um don't believe in everything that I do and so when I talk to them about this work it's always just about the angels Mm -hmm. and just in the dreams (laughs) and then we can talk about it um, so, you know, there, there are ways to speak to people who may not understand exactly um, the things that you want to share, but you can share it in a different way, too. Like, I do this with public speaking. I don't talk about dragons or archangels, you know, um, when I'm in the corporate setting. But what I do is I bring in that energy. And then the way I speak is really in a way that they'll receive it. Not, I don't talk about anything metaphysical or, um, or anything related to spirit. It's more like, how do I communicate this to them at a human level without the woo, you know? And, and that's totally fine too, because I I feel like I'm still being authentic. Um, I'm just saying it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, it's really about the message and how the message resonates with them and can the message be received. So if you deliver it in a way where they're already 
kind of taken aback <laughs> that, <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah. So it's just flowing with it. And I feel like one of the fortunate things about the year that we're in and where we're going is that it is becoming more open for conversation with those of us that do find spiritual healing or spiritual communication to be a part of our reality. Um, we actually have others that we can talk to now. <laughs> it's not so, like we don't feel so isolated. So yeah, so it's an ongoing experience for sure. And it's so nice to feel the energies shift and the frequency that has shifted. I mean, I started with Reiki young. I mean, I found out about it in high school and then I trained in 01 so at that point in time, it, like not many people knew about it. And also we didn't have the social media. And so it was a little bit more, I really only talked to the people that were like in my class, let's say. And, uh, but now it's so refreshing and freeing to feel like, oh, wow, I'm not the only one <laughs> here. You know, it's so nice. Yeah, it is. I love it when it's like, do you know what Reiki is? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, good. I don't have to explain everything to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's a great starting point for understanding energy healing and energy in general and the conversations as we go um so yeah so in addition to energy work well you work a lot with sound which is so beautiful um your sound bowls and and uh light language tones and stuff so frequency of sound and then you also do you offer, is it coaching or readings? I know what we connect with, but I don't know <laughs> what you offer for others. <laughs> yeah. So I have just started opening up private sessions. Usually I only do retreats, um, but with the private sessions, I do just the energy healing and then um, the sound healing and then, you know, um, some consultation, life consultation um, afterwards. Um but I love sound because you're not explaining anything to anyone. You know, the sound is basically doing all the work. Um, and people come out of that session feeling so free, not needing to understand exactly what was it that needed to be released. Mm -hmm. All they know is they feel like themselves again. They feel so much lighter. They have like this, uh, I don't know what it is. It's just like this warmth, this comfort of, of knowing that they're going to be okay. You know, and I just, the end of the session types of reactions are always the best for me. Then to me, it also, I need validation too, like that what I'm doing is working. So, um, yeah, it's such a rewarding thing to be able to assist in people's wellness and, um, sanity and life in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Sound is so powerful. I love what you were sharing as you were mentioning it. I got this vision. I saw the vision of when the sound healing sessions happen, how the energy is clearing from their body from other people. Like we talked about at the beginning, all the energy of others from people we talk to and opinions. Yeah. So that clears from the aura typically. Sometimes it can get lodged in the chakras through a cord if it's from like a friend or family member. But the magical thing, I think like the one of the most beautiful parts about sound therapy is it can go back to childhood. It can go into subconscious. It can go into emotions stored in organs. So it's not just the energy field or the chakras. It goes 
like you can feel it go through your whole body and then you can also go through time and space to other realities so other lifetimes and that would take a lot I think to piece or pull out everything that happens in a sound session and explain it in a reading I mean you could spend just as long or double the time because in five minutes you can clear a frequency that you've held for multiple lifetimes you know like it's just are you ready? And here we go. Are you trusting? Do you relax and allow? And um, some of the most profound, I'm hearing ascension experience, meaning their energy lifts and now you're in a higher frequency. That really beautiful shift can take place from a sound session. And yours are amazing. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm just remembering like, you know, I've seen, um, so some of our experiences, I'm seeing pictures as messages here and then your retreats where you offer them. And I also, this is something else that, um, people are asking me about is, is sound healing, you know, and like anyone can play a bowl, Amy, anyone can take a mallet and ding a bowl, yeah. but that is not sound healing. You know, that's you digging a bowl. If any of you guys are curious about, you know, understanding how to, how to use sound healing for yourself or someone else. You're essentially an energy healer when you're a sound healer. So you have to understand like the foundations of energy healing. Um, if you want to serve as a sound healer, that is my own personal opinion. Otherwise, I just don't know how people facilitate healing in a group if they don't understand the concept of energy healing. Mm -hmm. You know, like people will be like, oh, can you show me how to play bowls? And then, and I'll say, I can show you, but I can't show you what I do unless you learn like and understand the foundations of energy healing. They're like, no, but I don't want to do that. I'm like, but that's what you're doing when you play the bowls. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. It's like they want that, but they don't want this. Oh my gosh, for sure. So there's, um, there's like the information. So you understand what's happening intellectually, yeah. but also when you, when you're doing a sound session, any healing session, but we're talking about sound one-on-one -on -one or group setting, uh, it's more than just playing the bowl. You're holding space for the whole room and there's a preparation that takes place. There's really listening and feeling the feedback. You know, how do you yeah. know what bowl to play next? Or exactly. if you're going to blend exactly. two sounds or bring in other instruments. So, and then closing the session and being able to be there while they decompress or I guess continue releasing if they are or integrate. So then holding the yeah. space and answering any questions. Um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you're so cute. Like I, I just started laughing when you said it's more than dinging a bowl. Yes. And that's a great place to start, but you want to <laughs> learn about <laughs> what's actually happening in a session. And one of my favorite things, I don't know if people can see like the bowls behind me here, but they kind of blend in with the wall, <laughs> the color, <laughs> but, um, when I first started incorporating sound, through the crystal bowls in my healing sessions, I was so surprised in a delightful way. I recognized that sometimes the bowls would not play with such a pure resonance. And that was the feedback from the person that was I was working with that was connected to the bowl. So if they had a blockage in a particular chakra, the correlating bowl didn't sound, you know, pure toned and that resonation. So also you want to learn how to get the feedback from the person that you're working with or the group. 
the group setting. So you, and so it's so intuitively based sound sessions are, is like you show up and you let spirit, you know, help you through that intuitive frequency that you're tapping in with, um, within yourself and feedback from the group. So it's not like you say, Oh, I have a set list. (laughs) We're going to play this bowl for 10 minutes. And then that one, it doesn't go like that. Um, I saw a question. I saw a few questions come through and then there's one in the chat here. Um, Trish is asking in the question box if we can share insights around self-trust and boundaries. Oh, that's such a good one. (laughs) Such a good question. There's so much to say. Mm -hmm. Should we sit for a sec and see what wants to come in? What info? Well... I mean, I, I'll, I'll kind of flow with it. I'm getting a little bit, um, it goes right back to what we started with about the boundary of what is somebody else's energy and what's ours. And so it's hard to know what frequency we are sensing. Is it our intuition? Is it coming from our soul, this message? Or from the energy of somebody else if we don't have a boundary up? And so to that, you know, like I kind of mentioned I've come to a point in my life where I already feel the way I'm going to go about something. I already have it. And then I just double check. (laughs) Like, am I missing anything here? You know, do you see any major issues that could come up if I take this decision, if I go that route? And so I feel like that is then bringing the awareness of our personal um, responsibility into it. And so that's the boundary is like, thank you for sharing with me your perspective. And then you can take time afterward to analyze it before, you know, going either direction. So I think it it is important, especially if you're really sensitive. If you're a sensitive person and empathic and you're feeling really bombarded, you need to have that boundary. And I think a part of boundaries too, at least for myself, is quiet time. I need to have my own space, my own time to process without added interference. Yeah. Amy, you bring up a really good point because everyone is so addicted to being busy. Oh, you know, I would say 99% of my friends, how have you been? Oh my gosh, I've been so busy. You know, and I'm like, okay, does anyone just like do nothing like me? <laughs> like, oh, I've just been sitting around for like the last week watching Netflix because I just need to decompress. I can't do anything right now. But people do not sit still. And that's part of the reason why you don't trust yourself because there's so much noise and so much other energy going on that you don't even you you're not even aware of what's going on in your your own body and your own thoughts so um so the quiet part is so important but also getting comfortable with the quiet because i also know people who get super anxious when they have to sit down and actually not do anything like i have friends who cannot be at home on a weekend, like they get anxious. Um, yeah. And so that to me is crazy because what have, what, what kind of society have we created that to be busy means you have a, you know, like you had a great weekend cause you were busy versus like, no, I, I was at home and I really tried to like tap into my inner knowing, <laughs> you know, like no one ever says that all oh, this weekend I did decide to sit down outside and I really just, was trying to listen to my heart and what my heart was telling me. Like, nobody says that, you know? (laughs) And if I said that to my friends, they'd be like, okay, weird. 
So I just say, oh, I just sat at home. I just spent time with myself, which is fine. I don't give them details. But um, but I, I feel like, like even even saying that much where I was, you know, expressing exactly what I did is is not completely, um, I won't say accepted, but people would be a little surprised if I said it in that way, you know, versus, oh, my gosh, we did a birthday party. And mm -hmm. then, you know, my son had a soccer game. Um, well, why can't I be that detailed in my spiritual weekends by myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. Totally going off on the topic, it, you know, wasn't focused necessarily on trust and boundaries, but um, it was just what came out of my mouth. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I feel like if we get this anxiety, it's like, why? So then it lets us, you know, it's one of those things that comes up that can lead us to a deeper understanding of ourselves. So is it our energy? Is that all that it is? Or is there something in our um, genetic makeup? So my husband, <laughs> he's like, he's so active, right? But it is doing things. So if it's going for a walk, that's also considered. But his genetic makeup, you know, they grew up, his ancestors grew up on a farm. His dad grew up on a farm with no electricity. Like this is how we are. So they're like working from sunlight to sundown, all of this so he relaxes at times, but then he's like, okay, got an hour in, let's, let's go do something. <laughs> and so I totally understand that part of it. But there's this other part where if you can't be quiet and sit with yourself because you feel this flutter and this anxiety, this, you know, like, oh, I would be like, why can't I not sit with myself? What is wrong? You know? And so I start to like look into that and Often we'll find it's that we need to clear energy. So healthy uh, activities and exercises to clear energy can be something that we do. But if we're going from task to task and running around, then we do find that we're neglecting our own sacred space time. You know, so it is important. Now I'm glad that it came up. <laughs> I'm really glad that it came up because I was like, yeah, that is something that's so prevalent right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm looking, oh yeah, I think we've been almost an hour. Wow. Oh my gosh, Teresa, that went by so fast. Wow. Like, what did we just talk I know, about? I know so much came through. So I wanted to share, I wanted to make a note to share because I always forget important things that I have a podcast and Teresa was on a couple episodes ago, which was so wonderful. I mean, thank you for coming on. So it's this, uh, <laughs> It's the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, and you can find it anywhere that podcasts are. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I have it on YouTube. And so if you want to, um, you know, connect with Teresa. Also, Teresa, tell everybody, I don't know if they can see it, what your handle is here on Instagram. Oh, it's Teresa Wynn Speaks. So um, Teresa with an H, Wynn, N-G-U-Y-E-N, Speaks. Okay, thanks, girl. Yeah. So, and then we have... Um, so we also work with people and, and you can find a lot of free meditations and information through links in our bio. And then also you can find me at Amy Sikarski. So here I am over at Raise the Vibe Tribe, but I can tag it below for people that would like to connect um, to keep that connection. Teresa and I have known each other for quite some time and it's just been such a great connection that we really were inspired to host a retreat. So we're hosting an in-person retreat May 1st to 4th, just north of Houston on Lake Livingston. And 
It's going to be fun. I mean, it's going to be deep. It's going to be healing. It's a transformational retreat. We have, um, we're going to do inner dance and breath work, guided meditations, sound healing, (laughs) channeling some energies. Yeah. So one-on-one in a group setting. So you'll get that. It's an intimate setting. So um, we do have a cap on how many guests. So if you're interested, then the link will be in our bio. And um, yeah, so thank you everybody for joining. And if you want to do the subscription or how do they say it here on, on Instagram? It's more like you you follow for notifications. So you can follow for notifications for the next live by going to the bio page and tapping the little bell. And um, yeah, so thanks for joining, Teresa. I hope you have a great night. Of course, thank you so much for inviting me. Bye, everybody. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining as well. Hope to do more soon. And um, we'll do some more readings as well. So um, I think I'll probably be on, actually, this is funny. I might even pop back on later tonight to do readings. Oh, um, Soulful Spirituality, the retreat is May 1st to the 4th. So yeah. Um, okay, so you can follow me here at Raise the Vibe Tribe or over Amy Sikarski. And I think I'll come back on in like maybe an hour or something. <laughs> I have a free night. It's very rare. <laughs> so, okay, all right. Good night, everybody. Night, Teresa. See some of you later. Okay, bye. beautiful welcome to the spirit and soul healing podcast if you've been looking for an opportunity to connect with like minds and hearts in a transformational space and setting i invite you to look at our may 1st to 4th retreat this is a transformational healing retreat for women that will take place north of houston texas it's an intimate experience and we have a few rooms remaining If you've been thinking about joining, then this might be the opportunity for you. We have a special where if you bring a friend, you both save 10% off of your room. And right now we have queens, twins, and king beds available. And if you register before April 1st, you will receive a 30-minute healing session with myself or my co-host, Teresa. So scholarships are available and we really want to be able to Be there for those of you that are feeling the call. If it's time, if you've been pushing forward or feeling like there's something stuck, if you're confused or lost or ready to reset, realign, and find deeper healing within yourself, we invite you to join us. You can apply at any of my websites, including amysakarski.com, and I look forward to receiving your application.